Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you on this Monday, February the 8th of 2021. As always, it is a delight for us to come to you and to begin our week studying and discussing uh, the things uh, that can only come from the Word of God concerning the days that we are living and the days that are ahead of us. We thank all the listeners, those of you that are tuning in. We thank you for tuning in today and being part of this podcast. And uh, we consider it an honor, as always, to be able to study and discuss the Word of God together. Joining me today on this panel, it is uh, uh, Brother Fernando and myself, as uh, Brother Marty uh, will not be here with us today and perhaps these next few days, but we are... um, here to continue to study the Word of God. We just ask that you continue to pray for the families, uh, the Martinez family, Chacon family, and keep lift them up in prayer as they make preparations. But uh, we're going to be getting into the Word of God today, and we are excited. Uh, God is continually showing us things and making His Word come alive in our midst. So we pray that you are ready. You have your Bible with you. Your heart's open as God is going to speak. So, Brother Fernando, uh, I pray your weekend was good uh, this weekend. And, um, you know, we are ready to study the Word of God. So I'm going to leave it to you to share what God has placed in your heart as we discuss and study the Word of God together. Amen. Welcome to today's uh, Monday podcast. Absolutely. Uh, The weekend was was awesome in the Lord. Um was looking forward to this weekend and uh this week's uh podcast as the Lord will give us grace and mercy. Continue to pray uh for our brother, Brother Marty and his family, uh Sister Beulah, um and uh the Chacon family uh, as they are going through the situation and we just ask for your continuous prayer, not just for them, for ourselves as well, his ministers, the Lord's ministers of the gospel and to pray for one another. I think uh, we need to do that more than ever. Um, some of you that listen to the podcast, um, uh, whether you realize it, or, realize it or not, this podcast is going all over the world. There's people tuning in. The Holy Spirit is directing them to this podcast. Uh, the podcast is growing. Uh, you have you have other ministries and other uh, people with the same kind of heart that are promoting the podcast in, in their own uh, you know, uh, YouTube channels or their own, their own websites or whatever the case, whatever social media platform they have. And, and we ask that you would, uh, share, share with those that, uh, you are in contact with, uh, those who are under your influence, uh, concerning this podcast. And we only seek to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we, we, as we always say, we started this podcast, uh, about a year ago. And uh, it's it's been something incredible um, as the Lord has just been revealing his word and confirming his word. I mean, we're talking about, you know, no sooner we finish a podcast, as soon as we finish one, you know, the, the confirmation of, of, of the word of God takes place within minutes and hours. And it, it's just been a miraculous, miraculous, incredible uh, ride, so to speak. And uh, we're just happy to be back in and uh, to be in that safety place which is in his word right abiding under the shadow of the almighty 
And we just want to thank you again for taking up your time of your day and to uh, listening to the word of God. And, and again, we're going to always come and, and, and try to stay consistent uh, as we have uh, this past year uh, with, with, the, with, with, you know, those principles that we always spot to talk about in this, in, in the, the Bible declares, he declares the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end and from ancient times declaring the things that are not yet done. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The apostle Paul said, for all these things happen unto them. And they are written for our ensamples. And they are in for our admonition, right? To whom the ends of the world are come to. And we've been uh, all through scripture um, this past year, uh, last last week. Brother Mari started a series um, on the seven churches of the book of Revelation. Really a study on the whole book of Revelation, uh, which is uh, something exciting and that we will continue uh, I, we we went back to the book of Matthew where, where the Lord has had me, um, and we're going to continue there in Matthew chapter 4. But what's so incredible, uh, Pastor, and you, you can attest to this, that it seems that the scripture, wherever you go, is declaring the same thing. Mm. It is only yeah. expanding the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? Um, the Bible says that, you know, uh, the Lord spoke through his prophets and his servants, you know, through many diverse ways and, and sundry times. But now in these last days, we have the full picture, the full revelation. He speaks to us through his son, Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So we can see all things through his word. We can see all things, right? The word of God is ever present. It is completed. It is settled. Forever thy word is settled in heaven, right? The word is Jesus Christ. When he rose from the dead, every promise in the book, every prophecy in the book was sure. Amen. And we know because of that, that he was resurrected by the spirit of our father, that quickening spirit, right? that he is coming again, and that he's been given all power in heaven and in earth to bring about the eternal will of the father. And that eternal will is being revealed unto us in these last days, the wise that Daniel spoke about, the five wise virgins, right? So we just thank God for his grace and mercy in giving us uh, that grace, right? And that we might be dispensers of this eternal truth that was once hidden the Father, that was once hidden God, but it's not revealed unto us, the saints of God, which is an inheritance which is uncorruptible. It is our inheritance, right? This is the wisdom. The wisdom of, of, of the Godhead given to man, that we may learn of him, that we may learn of his wisdom, that we may know him in, in, his, in his greatness, in, in, in his marvelous wisdom. You know, wisdom that passes understanding. Amen. None of us deserving of it, but all given to us because he loves us and we are his children. Amen. So we give God glory for that. And we're going to continue in that same spirit. In Matthew uh, chapter four, and we, we we made some interesting connections uh, in the Gospel of Matthew with uh, some of the seven churches, which is incredible, right? This, again, the Lord seems to be declaring the same thing everywhere in Scripture. It's it's all it's like a template. You go to the Book of Revelation and get that template, 
And you can fit that same template all the way back to Genesis, right? I mean, if you think about it, and, and I'm just going to ramble here for a moment, um, you know, the book of Genesis is a veiled revelation of the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, we have the dragon. In the book of Genesis, we have the serpent. We see that that uh, Satan deceives the woman. We see the dragon going after the woman in the book of Revelation, et cetera, et cetera. The perils are striking, and all by design. Right? He's declaring the end from the beginning. And you can go down the, li- down the list and, 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 and just incredible insight that the Lord has given us. So uh, <clears throat> uh, this, is, this was, is so amazing and exciting. Uh, whenever I see these things just pop out from the scripture, um, and it tells us that the Lord does not want us to be uh, unaware of the times, mm-hmm. and, and we thank him yeah. for that. Amen? Yeah, I was reading that account. I was reading an account, yeah, of this writer. Uh, he said, uh, the the Bible begins with Eden and it ends with Eden. <laughs> you know, you're yes, making that connection between Genesis and, and Revelation. There you go, another one. You know, it begins in Eden and it will ultimately end there, right? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, powerful. You know, Paul exhorts us, you know, do not be ignorant. What a word, right, to use. In other words, to study these things, you know, so that we will not err or sin, you know, or sin in these days and learn, uh, you know, as we've been making connections in Exodus and in other places of um, yes. our Exodus, to understand our Exodus in these last days, to understand our going away, we got to study these things, right? And so you're right. Everything we're reading on the Word seems to be pointing really to the end of time really to for us for our admonition to learn from them and uh that's powerful yes i'm totally agreeing with what you're saying amen the the parallels are striking and uh as you, you said well there uh, we have to look into the exodus of the old testament to fully prepare ourselves for our exodus that is uh uh coming here in the near future and we find also yeah. uh parallels and hidden prophecies as we were bringing forth in, in the Gospel of Matthew, in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, we see types and shadows of the Exodus in that he is the fulfillment. He is the Exodus. He is the embodiment of that. We are his body, correct? And, and that's what we are awaiting now here uh, in, in these uh, end times, right, uh, to whom the ends of the world are come to, as, as I always say. And it's quite striking uh, uh, how the Lord begins to open up the the, the Gospel of Matthew, really the New Testament, um, by making the declaration that the, the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, son of Abraham. Uh, and we see here the, the manifestation of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that for this cause was the uh, son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the enemy. He came here on a mission. To, to declare war on a war that was declared in heaven in a betrayal of 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 a great magnitude a cosmic yeah. betrayal literally right yeah. um, and and we see in 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 Matthew 4 that's exactly 
what uh, Satan is trying to do. He is trying to bring about a betrayal. He's trying to make the Son of God betray his father as he did, as, as Lucifer did before the foundation of the earth when uh, he was uh, in one, uh, God's greatest creation uh, in the angelic ranks. And, and the, the scripture tells us that that's where uh, it all began. And this, this rebellion and iniquity was found in Satan. And uh, he, was, he was an amazing creature, full of wisdom, full of beauty, incredible, uh, incredible power and, 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 and fine detail in which, you know, he was created. Uh, Lucifer literally means a light bearer. He was the bearer of that light, that light with Jesus Christ. But he sought to elevate himself above, uh, you know, our Lord. And that was his downfall. Uh, so incredible insight that we see here. Um, and we spoke about how uh, by, by declaring uh, Jesus, son of David, uh, son of Abraham, it, it's, 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 it's a hidden uh, key there for us in how God is, is looking to uh, un, unfold and reveal the New Testament, right? It's almost like you're saying, listen, if you want to understand the hidden insight and revelation that you're about to read, study Abraham, right? And if you study Abraham, you'll understand where we're going and we're ultimately going to 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 our, our heavenly David, right? And well, he will establish his kingdom and his kingdom have, will have no end. Isaiah said that the government shall be upon his shoulder and so forth and so on. So we, we see incredible insight. Uh, we see the Holy Spirit uh, stirring our hearts to begin to study these things. Why Abraham? Well, we see, again, as we've studied uh, the past few uh, ep- uh, podcast uh, episodes, uh, we, we've, we've seen how in it it is veiled the, the, the exodus, and he is fulfilling the exodus. Um, and so we understand why the Lord is taking us to study uh, Abraham, because it was first revealed unto him. The Exodus was first revealed unto him, right, in Genesis 15, where the Lord told him that the people, uh, his seed would, would, would be strangers in, 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 in the land, in the country, um, Egypt, you know, it is Egypt, and that they would be afflicted for 400 years, and that the Lord would then visit them after 400 years. And, and, and we see that the Lord visit them uh, with Moses in, in, in the Moses account. Uh, but uh, the Bible tells us that Joseph, uh, at the close of Genesis, he 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 leads the way, right? He he is first in Egypt, and so forth and so on. We see types and shadows of that in Matthew two, right? Where Joseph, the father of Jesus, he is told to go to Egypt. We see the connection there. We see the link there. Um, the Lord is telling us telling us all these things in Scripture, and so forth and so on. And then the Bible says that there arose uh, uh, a king, a pharaoh that knew not Joseph, right? And we know that he had murderous intentions and an agenda because he saw that the Jewish people were were prospering, they were growing, uh, they, 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 there were many in the land, right? And and they became a, a political threat. And and the, the pharaoh thought that if they kept growing and if something wasn't done, then they would revolt. And... Mm-hmm and take over the nation. So we see pictures of that and we, we liken those things as to the very spirit that is moving in our, 
in our day, right? Uh, we have uh, a new generation, right? The, the trigger point was that an old generation had to die who knew Joseph, which would give way to a new generation who does not know Joseph, right? And, and we are there at that precipice. We're at that threshing floor, right? We're, that, we're crossing over from the greatest generation that this nation has ever known to a generation that is godless and crying out for really, whether they realize it or not, is a collective cry for this man of sin. It is a rebellion that is stirring up. There's a hostility that's coming out of the heart of man, right, against God. Um, <laughs> incredible, right? Uh, I was watching yesterday uh, the, the Super Bowl, and there was a commercial that came out, and they were promoting the homosexual agenda and, and, and uh, what, what they were saying, the, the, the catchphrase or the slogan for the commercial, whatever you want to call it, was defy logic. Mm. That's what they were advertising. I mean, that's a strong wow. word, defy logic. Right. And, and, you know, I sat there and I'm like, okay, the indoctrination begins, right? It, 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 it's been going on. But, you know, they're not holding back anymore. They, they're really speaking to the church. They're really speaking to the Christian. They're really speaking to that past generation, right? Like, we don't want what you had. We don't want your God. We want something new, right? And, and, and so they see this, the Christian in America as a threat. And, and, and so the things that have transpired uh, this last year, um, and that are still going on, let me tell you something. I know there's a new president in power, but understand this, that there are leaders in this nation, and I'll say this, they're demon-possessed. Oh, yeah. Demon-possessed people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that have an agenda, that are pushing it, they're, 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 they're keeping quiet, they're, they're, they're in the shadows, they control the media, they control everything. Make no mistake about it, this is not the time to get comfortable. And I won't go too much as to, and, and all you have to do is do some research and you see what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're, they're making no bones about it. They, they, they are coming after us. They're, they're trying to get rid of the Judeo-Christian values of this, of this nation. They're trying to redefine the Constitution. You know, they're, 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 I mean, it's a full-on attack, full-fledged attack upon the church that is coming, and we're not fully prepared for it, I, I fear. I know there's there's some of us, right, a remnant of people that see these things clearly, um, but for the most part, uh, most don't. So we see we see that spirit that that is alive in our age, our day and age today. It was it was the same spirit of Egypt was alive in Jesus' life and ministry um, when he was born. Scripture tells us in Matthew two that uh, King Herod was was wroth, right? He 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 became angry. And once he caught wind that uh, of the prophecy of a Messiah be born amongst the Jews, right? A deliverer, right? Our heavenly Moses. And we, we, as we said, he inquired of his religious leaders, demanded that they tell him where, where uh, uh, Jesus would be born, etc. We have the wise men, the type of the church, uh, uh, an end time church who is fully aware and following the signs in the heavens, uh, understanding prophecy, receiving revelation from Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we have the connection of the wise men with Daniel, the end time prophet, which speaks of a church who will begin to study the, the, the teachings of Daniel 
the book of Revelation, and so forth and so on, uh, beginning to to uh, uh, cry out for the coming of the Lord, right? Um, so we see these parallels that are striking and beautiful. We spoke about the, the gifts that the wise men there and how they speak of a suffering, a persecution, how they speak of uh, uh, a tribulation that is coming upon um, the whole earth, really, but in particular is geared towards uh, those who hold the, those those that have the commandments of God and those who hold the testimony of Jesus Christ, the Jew and the Christian. And we see that the wise men, Mary and Joseph, baby Jesus, uh, are all in one house, prophetic of of of, uh, of of what we're seeing today. The whole world's in their home. We're under lockdown, right? And when they come out of their house bearing these gifts, the persecution begins, and they begin to be instructed on how to be preserved, a preservation, miraculous preservation of God. God begins to, to speak to Joseph through dreams to go to Egypt and, and the wise men, not to go back to Herod. That's the kind, listen, that's the kind of leading of the Holy Spirit in these last days that we're going to need. That's the kind of relationship we need to have with God, that we can hear him and at any given moment. If he says, don't go or go, we have to obey. I hear that we have not been taught or trained in the things of the Spirit, uh, let alone how to war in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit. Uh, We have not been taught how to hear and discern the true word of God. How do we know that? Just look at the church today. Right. Look at the situation, right? Having itching ears, as Paul said, right? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Right, um, and 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 having itching ears, and, and 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 the Bible says that false teachers would arise in the last days, empowered by the people because it's what they want. They want to satisfy their flesh, so the preachers give them what they want, right. and so forth and so on. So we, we see the gifts of the of the wise men uh, tell a story of of coming persecution. We spoke about the myrrh and the frankincense and the gold. The gold, the type of the fiery trial and the trying of gold, as Scripture tells us, right? It's the trying of one's faith. Um, the, the, the myrrh and frankincense, these are trees. The, the myrrh being a thorny tree, a type of the cross. Both of these trees, to get the substance that is needed from them, they have to be uh, bruised. They, they, they have to be wounded, and, and, and the myrrh and frankincense comes forth out of that tree. Uh, again, it speaks of suffering. It speaks of the suffering of Jesus Christ. Uh, we spoke about how Jesus is baptized uh, in, in chapter 3 of John, and we spoke of what baptism means, right? And, and we see in Scripture um, where where uh, Jesus, in Matthew 20, we spoke about what, what baptism really means. It's a preparation for suffering, for an hour of temptation, really, it was a preparation for him to do battle in the wilderness with the devil, where he will be tempted, right? Uh, it says in Matthew 20, uh, I think, verse 22, it says, But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said unto him, We're able. He said unto them, You shall drink indeed of my cup. You're going to go through some things. He says, with the baptism that I am baptized with, right? But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give it, but shall be given to them for whom is prepared of my father. 
and, and, and John said that, right, in Matthew 3, that there's one who's greater than I who's coming. And I indeed baptize you with water, but the one who's coming, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And we spoke about how, how, how in the book of Acts, that, that baptism in Acts chapter 2, Pentecost, is a preparation for what would come to the church, a persecution, an hour of temptation, trials, imprisonment, stoning, etc., and etc., right? And, and that's what we read about in the book of Acts. And, and we see the Holy Spirit guiding his church, giving them strict instructions so that the gospel can have free course so that they may have a, a, a door of utterance open unto them. And we see him come out of the water, Jesus in Matthew 4, and, and the heavens open up. Incredible, right? And, and, the, and the voice of, of the Heavenly Father saying, this is my beloved son, who I am well pleased. He is now ready for ministry. Think about that. He is being prepared for ministry, but not the kind of ministry that we're used to here in America. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right. It's, a, it's a fight with the devil where the devil is there to tempt him. To tempt him. Right? Um, and we, we made the point, you know, that the wilderness experience where Jesus is tempting and we're going to try to touch on the three temptations and, and how they connect with the book of Revelation, um, so forth and so on. But we spoke about how the, the wilderness uh, represents the hour of temptation that the church must go through in, the, in, in these end times. And Jesus, uh, in type and shadow, uh, teaches us how to have confidence in our Heavenly Father as he did and encourages us and strengthens us by showing us that he overcame the devil who would show up in the end times for our sake through his word. This is the word of the patient. Go go quickly to Revelations 3.10. And if you have your, uh, your app there so we can see the Greek definition of uh, the word temptation in Revelations 3.10, it'll really open up uh, what we're talking about, and we'll see that the wilderness experience where Jesus is tempted, right, is a type of the hour of temptation that's coming upon the whole earth to try everyone, right? Revelations you know, 3.10. Uh, um, yeah, if I could just interject something, I think it's very important, sure. uh, Brother Fernando, as we're talking, the order. Before there is a wilderness experience, there is a baptism, right? Yes. We can't even talk about a, a, a wilderness until you understand, are you baptized? And um, I was studying over the weekend something that Paul said in Corinthians that you quoted in First Corinthians 10 about how they were all baptized unto Moses. That immediately rung a bell, and I said, Paul has used this language before. And mm-hmm. all of us know what Romans 6 says, right? When he speaks about, yes. know ye not that so many of us who were baptized into Jesus, right? And then first he says, we're baptized yeah. into his death, right? Uh, and then it says, right. therefore we are buried, right, with him by baptism, by baptism into death, 
that like as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in units of life. But I think it's I thought that was very important in, in that language that he uses to to say the same about the people of Israel in the book of Exodus. They were baptized unto Moses, right? In in the yes, New Testament, the he uses the term Jesus, right? Go ahead, brother. Yes. Go ahead. No, yeah, they no, were baptized ahead. into Moses in the sea. Um, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, Rome, I think you quoted Romans 6 there, Romans 6 or yes. 7, if I remember correctly, um, the yes. baptism into his death. That's, that's yes. the cross, right? And, and see, suffering, right? Yes. And so, and, and I say this, brother, because I, I think we have to understand um, that's the decision we made when we got saved. Right, it didn't end there. That's just it was a decision we we made, and or when we take communion, as we use that example, what are we really saying? You know, yeah. are you willing to drink from this cup? Because if you are, it will take us immediately into a wilderness, which is what you know you're going to be talking about and what we face in that wilderness. But we can't even expect to go through this wilderness if you're not willing to drink that cup. If you're not if you're not understanding what it is to be crucified with Christ Jesus, to be baptized in him. So I just wanted to, you know, to interject that to make us, the listener, think of the commitment and the responsibility that we have in that, right? We need to redefine what being a Christian is. We don't even know what, right? It, it, it doesn't have the same meaning it used to have. And, 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 and what, we made the decision that we made what does that entail you know and so in matthew 3 you see the baptism of jesus christ and then it says and then it was he was immediately right taken into yeah. the wilderness so i just wanted to interject that really yeah and again what is that baptism we know that the, the water is the type of the word it's a baptism yes. into his word and ultimately into the will of the father where we yield right and surrender and and uh, and so forth and so on, right? <laughs> like our brother Marty says, surrendering is like, you know, you have no choice in the issue. No, it's it's really a yielding, a willingness to 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 yield to the will of the heavenly Father, to what His Word is declaring to us, right? right. It seems right. that we're telling the Word what to declare instead of embracing what it declares. Because many yeah, times what it, right. declares, what it declares is death to the flesh, death to this world. It's mm -hmm. death to, 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 the, to, you know, the course of this world, as Ephesians speaks about. Right? And, we, and we fight that. That's why, that's why we don't want to go through tribulation. That's why we don't want to go through persecution. Or that's why they don't even teach that. Right. right? But, but there's a baptism into, into the will of God. We're going to have to go through this wilderness experience, right? Um, yes. If you could read there, Revelation 3.10, please, Pastor. Yes. It says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. And that word, patience, that word. Yes. Go ahead. No, I just did. You want me to give the uh, definition for temptation, or you want to? Yeah, I'll give the one to patience, and you could go ahead and give the one to. Uh, okay. Uh, temptation. To temptation, yeah. It, it, patience means to preserve a preservation. 
right? Mm-hmm. Under mis now it is it, God preserving us. What we will fight against is to bring about our own preservation, as we will see in the first temptation. Jesus was mm-hmm. hungry, and he was tempted to preserve himself by the enemy. But he had to count on the preservation of God, the Heavenly Father, right? Uh, To preserve under misfortunes and trials, to hold fast to one's faith in Christ, to endure. Notice, to endure. Bear bravely and calmly ill treatments. If you give that uh, uh, definition for uh, temptation, Pastor, and go to, uh, there's many definitions, but you go down to, where it says part two, uh, so we can make that connection with Matthew chapter four. Uh, it's quite a few definitions yeah. here. You see that? Yes. So, it, so it means right, a putting to proof, experiment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and that, and what you're talking about, it it speaks about um, of the temptation by which the devil sought to divert Jesus, the yes. Messiah, from his divine errand. There it is. And then, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the word temptation, and it can go on. Uh, it says of the condition of things or a mental state by which we are enticed to sin or to lapse from the faith and holiness, adversity, wow. affliction, trouble, trouble. Yes. sent by God, allowed by God, and serving to test or prove one's character, faith and holiness. Understand this: the devil is 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 going to be a part of this temptation that is coming it's here but it's going to intensify the hour of temptation as we lead to the last three and a half years of human of of of, uh, of, of really of daniel's last week right a lot of human history but uh as we lead towards the end of god's mystery okay and his unfolding plan and how he's he's going to bring about and establish his kingdom upon the earth so we see that when god speaks to the Church of Philadelphia, the word temptation is connected with what Jesus went through in the wilderness. Now, check that out. So the question is, if the connection is there in Scripture, that we're going to go through a wilderness experience where we are going to see Satan himself in the earth, that's exactly what we're seeing in Matthew chapter 4. We're seeing Satan coming directly to Jesus to tempt him. We're going to see Satan coming to tempt through affliction, through trial, through betrayal of our Heavenly Father, to, to taking up the mark, to, to, to tempt us to preserve our own lives and not trust in our Lord. So we're seeing a picture of that, which is incredible, right? Uh, and then again, uh, if, if, if King Herod is a type of Pharaoh and a type of the coming Antichrist, and in chapter 3, we see a baptism of Jesus Christ. We see John saying that his fan is in his hand, right? And he shall thoroughly purge his for a separation is coming, right? Uh, and so forth and so on. He's going to baptize you with fire. That's how he's going to bring about this 
uh, a separation of the true church and the false church, the, the chaff and the wheat. And then we go into the hour of temptation, which is what the wilderness is a type of. Then we need to really go back and study what we have been taught concerning the end times. Mm-hmm. Because what the scripture is declaring, remember, we're taking the template from from the book of Revelations, we're taking the template from Genesis, from the Gospels, and it's declaring the same thing, that the church is going to go through a baptism and is going to be prepared. Jesus, he, he, he is the forerunner. He's already gone before us. He's showing us the pattern that we must endure. Oh, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you have eyes to see? Do you see it? Do you see the exodus? Mm-hmm. Do you see it in the gospel? Do you see it in the end time? Right? Um, the Bible right. tells us, in, in, in uh, I believe in Luke chapter 1, uh, it's the same account, really, of Matthew chapter 4. It says that Jesus was driven into the wilderness. Go there quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll get into the three temptations um, as the Lord allows, but I think it's important to 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 see what the Lord is showing us through um you know the these patterns. Right? Um Luke chapter one I think is uh or excuse me, Mark chapter 1, verse 12. Yeah, Mark. <clears throat> yeah. So you can go ahead and read that, Pastor. Yeah, Mark 1, 12 says, And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast and the angels ministered unto him. Hmm. Now, you know what's quite interesting? We see we see that Jesus is in the wilderness, right? In 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 Mark's account, he's being driven. Literally the word driven when you study in the Greek means to be cast out. It's a violent, forceful casting out. He's driven to this place. Which means this, that whether we want to or not, we are going to be cast into this. Because it is how the Lord is going to see who is real and who is a pretender. Right? The word there, beasts, um, we get some more insight into the wilderness experience. It says there that, um, you know, uh, and he was with the wild beast. I think the word beast um, is the word therion in the Greek. And, and, I, and I'll leave it there for a moment, but I, I want to get to this point. In, in, in Mark's account of the wilderness experience, he speaks about a, a temptation, right? He speaks about being with the wild beasts. And then look what verse 14 speaks about. Almost by, it is by design. And we're going to see why. What does it say in verse 14, Pastor, if you have it there? Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus <laughs> came into Galilee 
yeah. preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit just interjects that. We're talking about the wilderness temptation, the hour of temptation, the wilderness experience. We see Satan there, a type of what's going to take place in the last days. We're going to see Satan. Woe to the inhabitants uh, of the earth, and I think in the sea it says, for the devil has come down to you, right? In verse 13, we speak, we, the Bible declares the rise of two beasts, and we'll get into that. And the word beast, the two, of the two beasts, in the book of Revelation is the same Greek word that we see here being used in Mark chapter 1, the Greek word, therion. Okay? So we see Satan, the dragon. We see the two beasts, or we see beasts. Right? We see angels ministering. What do you see a, a, a lot of in the book of Revelation? You see ministering angels. Right? Mm-hmm. And so forth and so on. And then we see all of a sudden persecution comes to John. Mm-hmm. Now that is that is incredible, right? Um, because <laughs> that that's that's what we read in the Bible. Right? Yeah. Now we we've been studying right. the church of Ephesus. With Brother Marty, he's been doing a. Uh, were you going to say something, Pastor? No, I, I just thought it was interesting too. That word "beast" also gives the definition of venomous. Venomous. Yes, that's right. And, right. And, venomous. And, and so, and it's, if we make the correlation, as we have been right with the Book of Exodus, remember what God tells Moses to tell the people. He says, "Who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery." Serpents and scorpions. What are they known for? Venomous <laughs> and drought. Yeah. So again, we're, we're trying to make the correlation. Right. A wilderness experience. He, Jesus, what, what you just read, what we just read in Mark about, you know, wild beasts. Well, uh, that's what they encountered too. The people of Israel. They encountered fiery. The Bible says fiery serpents and scorpions, who are characterized by their venom, right? So I just wanted to make that quick uh, interjection there. Yeah, uh, that, that that's that's powerful. Absolutely, there's there's a definitely a connection there. Um, you know, we're speaking about the beast. You can go to Revelation six eight quickly, um, and uh, see something here. You know what? First, go to Revelations chapter. Uh, to, or chapter 2, verse 8, and then we'll go into in, in Revelation 6. We're going to make a connection with with uh, um, what we're going to read in chapter 6 and the three temptations of Jesus Christ. Um, Revelation 2, verse 8. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. And unto, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write these things, saith the first, and the last which was dead, and is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep going to know, uh, verse 10. Through verse 10. Okay. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. 
Wow. So we were speaking about the first church of Ephesus, and then we go into the church of Smyrna. And you brought out the other day how uh, we, from, from Smyrna, we get, it really means the word myrrh. And, we, and again, we know where myrrh is a typo. We spoke about that's one of the gifts of the wise men. It speaks of suffering. It speaks of Jesus Christ's suffering. And it was speaking of a futuristic suffering and affliction that was coming upon the church. Right. We, again, myrrh was a tree that was a thorny tree that, that is wounded. And, and when, when it was wounded, you get that, that sap and that beautiful fragrance that we call myrrh. And again, right, what do we see in the book of Revelation in chapter 6? We see the, the, the saints, the souls of the saints in what? Underneath the altar of incense. Right? Yeah. There, the death of the saints is a beautiful fragrance unto the Lord. When we are afflicted, when we are wounded, when, when the, the 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 blood of the saints it's a, it's a sweet essence unto the Lord, right? So we have the Smyrna, which means myrrh, and, and what we read about in the Church of Smyrna is just that persecution, right? He says, it says, uh, but they are of the synagogue of Satan. We see Satan there. Right? We see Satan in the wilderness. Right? And so for the song, we see that the devil shall cast. That same word, we see the word cast, right, in, 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 in Mark's account of the wilderness where the Bible says that Jesus was driven. He was cast into the wilderness, mm-hmm. into this tribulation, into this trial. Mm-hmm where he would be tempted to betray his heavenly father. And he did it. Thank God he did it. Right? So there's a beautiful connection if we can begin to see it. Again, we're talking about the seven churches here because we've been taught for a long time that we are not going to go through any tribulation. So that's why God speaks to the churches first, and then, and then we see a type of the rapture, I think, in Revelation 4, where John is called up to heaven. Uh, and so forth and so on. And, and then after that, you know, he's just dealing with people that stayed in the rapture. Now, when I read about the seven churches as we're reading right now, that's not what the Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. What are we reading? Right? right? Mm-hmm. So, so we see that, that, that the Lord is preparing some of these churches, speaking to, to those churches back then, but they really speak all time and really it's it's a it's 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 a collective church in the end times uh, the seven churches speak at many levels right they uh, different times and dispensations in the church age uh they speak to the seven churches in in the apostles days but really they speak speak collectively to an end time church yes right uh and and uh, the truth of the matter is they they really haven't displayed Jesus the way John revealed him in the first chapter they're falling short of that so it's almost like the lord has to reveal himself to John for who he truly is and then he deals with the churches and they're not and he begins to 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 uh give them certain characteristics of himself that he wants to display through these churches but they're not living up to that right uh we know the church of Philadelphia was was the church that he encouraged, uh, uh, one of, you know, I think the only one. But the rest, you know, there was compromise, uh, spiritually dead, right, and so forth right. and so on. So, it, uh, again, it, 
Go ahead, Tasha. No, and I just wanted to say, you know, and I think is, you know, you asked the question, what are we reading? You know, remember, uh, we get the clue of, of, as we study with Brother Marty and Michelle, we studied how in the chapter one, verse one, and, and even in that whole chapter, he's really declaring everything about what the book of Revelation is. And the first clue we get is that it is the, the final book of the Bible is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass, right? And so what we learn, if we understand that, then we learn that what's in the Old Testament and the other books, it's it's hidden in there, right? <laughs> what what the Holy Spirit is plainly telling us now, right, uh, through the churches, that there is a tribulation, that there is a suffering coming. And that's yes, why right. we, we, we are giving you keys, you know, that God is, you know, God is showing us and is showing you guys, the, the listener too, like the example of 1 Corinthians 10, where Paul says, do not be ignorant of this, you know, look to that, because it's, it's about to those who have come to the end of time. So what, what, I'm, what I want to say is that it, it is plainly telling us, right, that we are, we are the church, you know, we are going into this time even it's just a short time but we are entering right and now what we're seeing is that in the old testament we're seeing what was hidden it's 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 in we're seeing these things as examples right of yeah. what we will go through yeah so, and again we see again satan is behind that behind this 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 persecution as we read in Revelation 12, but God has overseen it all. He is in ultimate yeah. control. He, he's given yeah. access. That's what's in, in the word temptation. Is, there's that uh, understanding, and, and, and we, we, we understand that God is allowing Satan to tempt us in many different ways, but again, nothing that is not common to man, as the, as the first Corinthians tells us, right? He's, he's always going to make a way of escape. So, so it, it's so powerful what we're reading here, and, and encouraging. Yeah. This is this is not bad news. This is encouragement. This is yeah. this is you know having intel into what's coming. You get what I'm saying? We don't have to be yeah. caught off guard. I'm excited yeah. that God is preparing me. I'm excited that He's showing me these things in His Word. So yeah. I have to be a fool. You know, and get caught off guard and, and, and found sleeping like the five foolish virgins. Right, right. He's speaking you know that, to us. That, this is exciting. You know, that word temptation, we can say it's twofold, right? Uh, Satan's temptation is to entice us to sin, right? But yeah. also that word temptation is another word for trial. God is also trying us in this end time. And I like what you said. Ultimately, yes. Satan is bringing this temptation upon the church, which is what? To ultimately entice us, right? It's the trial of our faith. Yeah. You know, it, As he did entice Jesus. Us out. Like he, exactly. he did Jesus. Exactly. But God is all, but God is the one who's really in charge. <laughs> he allows this yeah. to happen. Amen. It's a trial because it's what's going to purify the church, right? It's what's going to bring and present to God what he's coming for, his bride without spot and without blemish. You know, um, it's interesting if you just allow me just to read this little part right here, because again, we're making the correlation to the book of Exodus. 
right? The, in, in the book of Exodus, in chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, he says that, he says, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. For what? To humble thee, to prove yeah. thee, to know what is in thy heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or not, right? And so we see uh, ultimately God is, like you said, God is in control. So, yes, Satan is bringing this, in, but God is also, this is going to prove, right? This is purifying the church, right? To prove it, to humble yes. it, to know what is in our heart. So, uh, yes, what you're Amen. saying is, is uh, tremendous. Uh, we're, we're Again, we're studying Matthew uh, 4, the, the wilderness temptation of Jesus Christ. Um, Mark gives us a little more insight into the wilderness experience. Mark chapter 1, verse 12 says, Immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts. And the angels ministered unto him. It was a miraculous provision in the midst of this kind of revelation type and shadow of experience that Jesus is enduring that is, is a picture of what the church will endure at the end. Okay, uh, and so we we spoke about how the word beast there in in Mark is the same Greek word therion uh, 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 that that is mentioned in Revelation 13 concerning the two beasts that is the Antichrist uh, and the false prophet. Um, but it's also the same Greek word used in Revelation 6 8. If we can go there quickly, yes, Revelation 6 8. It is the fourth seal fourth seal and and look what the fourth seal has to do with when it mentions these beasts again and i Go look and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. Hmm. And Incredible. keep reading. Yeah, that would be the next seal. Um, you can, and again, that speaks to persecution, the next seal, um, which is the fifth seal, right? And he said, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. Notice, yeah. and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And so forth and so on. And and, and uh, so so we see the the beast, the fourth seal, the beasts are mentioned there as well. Let me read it one more time. It says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. It says, And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with, notice, hunger. What was Jesus first tempted with? Hunger. That's right. It says, and with death and with the beasts of the earth. So what we're seeing in the first temptation is a picture of this in Revelation chapter 6, verse 8 of the fourth seal, right? Where hunger is coming upon the earth. 
Let me tell you something. What's coming upon the earth and the kind of pressure that is coming, the, the, the establishment of the Antichrist system and the taking of the mark, you can't buy or sell. You can't buy a gallon of milk or... And I believe that, that, that in, those, in those, those last three and a half years where the mark of the beast is implemented, we're going to see miraculous, miraculous provision from God. Just as we saw in Jesus' three and a half ministries on earth, I believe he's going to minister unto his people through his angels where he will provide for his people in those days. I really, yeah. really believe that. You know, I was asking yeah. my wife, man, <laughs> if, we, if, we can't, if we're not going to take the mark and it's going to be implemented, you know, the last three and a half years of Daniel's final week, how are we going to eat? I'm not, I'm not going to take it, right? By God's grace, he's going to give us the strength. And when we can't take it, because it means, it means damnation. Yeah. And, and, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I will provide for you. Yeah. I will do it. Because that's my promise to you. I will provide for you. Amen. So you know, we, he, we see again. We see, go ahead. No, I said, we we know he's going to do that because he did it for the people of Israel in the Exodus. And again, yes. he tells them, I humbled yes. thee. And look what he says. He says, and I suffered thee to hunger. But what did I do? I fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know. Why? That he might know, that he make that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only, bread but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord that man lives. Tremendous, tremendous, right? The correlation with the first temptation, right, of man. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that he was after, after those 40 days, he was hungered. That's when the yeah. tempter came. So, yes, he will provide. So so we see in the first temptation of Jesus Christ, is it's going to be a temptation to um, self-preserve oneself, self, to, to self-preserve one's life. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 that's where it's going to come to. You know, are we going to give in to this world in its, in its antichrist system? Or we will we, as Jesus did, wait upon his father for heavenly provision where he was ministered unto by heavenly angels. Now, <laughs> I read that and, and I begin to question myself. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know I, I wonder, do I have that kind of faith? Do I really have that kind of faith where I can count on him like Elijah did, right? Those three and a half years where there was no no rain. Right? And but the Lord sent forth the ravens and, 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 and he was by the brook Cherith and and you know, he was sustained there. And by the way, the brook Cherith means to cut away. The Lord was gonna to begin to wow. cut away all dependence on the world. Wow. To cut off. Right? And and then you know, and then when you come, become too relaxed on that, he sends you to an even more dire situation. <laughs> right? What is a widow woman and her son about to die? And they have one last meal. Again, a picture of the end, right? Right. Incredible. Right. Right. 
<laughs> so, you know, my, so my son, my son was telling me, and he reminded me because we were reading this this scripture, Brother Fernando, and he said he brought me to the story of Elijah when Elijah wanted to die. Remember, and and God sent the ravens, fed him water. He was at the brook chariot. That's where he was, and that's where the Lord yeah. sent him water and provision, not once but twice. And the second time he was able to walk for 40 days and 40 nights, which is, you know, 40 is the, the, the number of trial, right? Um, without any food <laughs> and water, miraculously, right? And he reminded me yeah. that and it blessed me, you know, because God is saying, I will be with you. I want, I am your bread, <laughs> right? And, and really, look. It, it, it's not a matter. It's not even a matter of choice anymore. You, we're gonna, we're going to have to have that faith. I don't know how, but right. that's that's the type of faith that it's gonna take in this hour. You know, and um, and I'm praying the Lord that when it comes, Lord, that you know my faith will not fail me. As you told, you know, I prayed that your faith will not oh, Peter. fail you. But th- this is not a choice, brothers and sisters. This is something that is going to be required. We're going to have to believe God in that man. You know, it, it is a, 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 like you said, it is a, you know, when you think about these things, it's, it's awfully, woo, how am I going to do it? Especially me. I love food, you know, but I said, Lord, you're going to have to, you're going to have to help me. Americans love their food, brother. <laughs> you know, everybody else is content with two portions a day. You know, they got no right. choice around the world, you know. Uh, the church is being persecuted all over the world. They they know what we're talking about. Americans don't. The church in America does. That's right. That's right. And this pandemic <laughs> brought a lot of anxiety because all of a sudden we're starting to question. We started storing up and packing up our homes with food. You know, and you see, you see what's going on. You see how the, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we, somebody called it, we have first world pains, right? <laughs> You know, get used to it. Be be glad, be happy, be content with what you have. Thank God you're not in a third world country. You know, we talk. You know, we don't have two devices or two televisions in our home. You know, we're broken, poor, depressed. You know, right. and no, be content, be happy. That's and, and learn from the children of Israel. They weren't. And they died. Right, died in the wilderness, and so forth and so on. And so we see that the type of the the, the first temptation there. And, and let's go to, back to Matthew four quickly. And, and it says the next temptation was, um, then the devil take him up into the holy city, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. So we see that he is exalted. Right. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. There's so much there. <clears throat> but we, we see that, that he exalts Jesus Christ, and this is a thought to consider, um, and, and I don't think we do any violence to the word of God. Was, was Satan looking at Jesus as a possible vessel? That he could possess. Why? Why do we act that? We know that it's wow. his character. We know that he has always sought a body to possess. 
So we see that he exalts Jesus, takes him to the, the high point of the temple. In the city of Jerusalem, again, Jerusalem is gonna, going to be the focus of the end times, right? Um, we see the, the ministry of the two witnesses in Jerusalem, um, and so forth and so on. We see really the book of Revelation is the reclamation of that city by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, where he brings down the new Jerusalem, the new heavenly Jerusalem, and he reigns from, from, from the city of David. Right, which is in Jerusalem. So, so we see that Jerusalem is a focal point. The Jews will be a focal point in the end times. Jesus said, "You know, uh, I came in my own name, and you received me not. But one is coming in his own name, and him you will receive." Right. Uh, so, so we see that he takes Jesus to the highest point of the pinnacle. By doing that, he's basically saying, exalt yourself above that which is written. And we know that is what the son of perdition will ultimately do. Go, go quickly to Second Thessalonians chapter 4. Mm -hmm. And we see evidence of that in Revelation uh, chapter 13, where it speaks of uh, the dragon gave uh, <clears throat> a power to the beast, right? Uh, First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, chapter two. Let me see here. I think it's verse four. Yes. Yeah. yeah, if you can read it, please. Who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he is God seated in the temple of God, showing himself mm -hmm. that he is God. Incredible. That's what the devil has always wanted. He's wanted to inhabit a people, hence why he took him to the top of the temple. Yes. He's always wanted his own temple, his own man, his own body, right? And he ultimately wants to inhabit a false church so that he can have his own worship. Yeah. The Bible says, know you not that ye are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells within you. Incredible, right? Yeah, it is. Go, go, know, go, go, to Revelations, uh, go to Revelations 13 if you can too, Pastor. Sure. You know, and as I go there, you know, the devil takes him where? To the pinnacle of the temple. He's always wanted to rise above, right? That's what we see uh, in, in the book of Isaiah, Ezekiel, right? Where, he, where it speaks, you know, uh, that's that's where he had his mind. And I don't think it's a, uh, by accident that uh, what Matthew said, that he set him on a pinnacle, top. The very highest part of the temple. That's where where Satan has always wanted to be in. So, uh, Revelation yeah. thirteen verse three. We're gonna read about one of the first beasts, like the Therion, the beast, right? One of the, the first beasts. Verse three. Yes. You can uh, uh, read to verse ten. Verse three to verse ten. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, 
and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given over all, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Incredible. So are we winning, winning here um, as the dragon gives the power to the beast? The very thing that he wanted to give Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what we read in the third temptation. Wow. He ultimately wants wow. worship. He offers him, right, as it says um, uh, in, in verse 7, it says, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations, the kingdoms, the kingdoms of this world. Think about wow. that for a moment. Let's let us think in. He finds his man. Wow. He finds his man that will do what he says to do. He blasphemes God. He blasphemes the word of God. Yes. By taking him to the pinnacle of the temple, he was wanting Jesus to go against the very word of God. Yes. But Jesus wasn't just any man. Hallelujah. <laughs> did did I mean, Satan know fully? Did Satan know fully who he was talking to? Obviously not. By the by, the question he posed: If you are the Son of Man, he's trying to figure out who this man is. He's different. Uh, right? He's come. The generations of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abram. He's come. He's been born. Right? Jesus, wow. the Son of God, has manifested himself and become flesh. My God. Hallelujah. That excites Hallelujah. me. But but the but notice as he's talking about all this, he uses term church ter, church terminology given exclusively to the church, right. the seven churches. If in verse nine, if any man has an ear, let him hear. Yeah. Right? Yes. What the spirit is saying. Yeah. That's church terminology all the way in chapter 13. Why? Because the church yes. is about to enter what? A wilderness, an affliction. Yes. It's now we're yes. tribulation. And what's the next verse talk about? Just that. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience, the endurance, and the faith of the saints. Now look at the beast. Right. Remember, remember Jesus in the wilderness. We see the Satan. We see the dragon, right? Yeah. We see, we see, we see the beast. And here goes the second beast. Go ahead, Pastor. It says, uh, 
and I beheld another beast. Yes, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. Wow. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and then the builder and to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Incredible. Right. It says, and he doth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceive them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he hath power to do in the sight of the beast. Notice, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness was to use his miracle power to turn, you know, the stone into bread, to cast right. himself, to cast himself from the pinnacle, and, and, and the angels of the Lord would not, you know, catch him and not let him dash his feet. But he's after one thing, right? He's after worship. Mm. Worship, verse 12, and he, exercised, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. In Matthew 4, what do we see the third temptation is? Yes. Matthew 4. Uh, the devil, verse 8, again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Hmm. Says, then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. Uh, it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Hallelujah. Notice. Hallelujah. I like when he said, get thee hence behind. Get thee hence, Satan. Call them by his name. I know who you are. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know who you are, Satan. Can you imagine when, when Jesus said his name, Satan? Can you imagine what that creature felt? It felt like a cockroach. Man. Yeah, he had. A, he, he, <laughs> if, if there wasn't a door, he had to make one. <laughs> but this—this this, this was a his tremendous. Sin. That was his transgression, right? Thou shalt worship yeah. the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt yeah. thou serve. This is and tremendous. Then the devil leaveth him. Notice, then the leave, devil leaveth him, and behold. Angels came uh-huh. and ministered unto him. And ministered unto him. He left for a, a season, right. for a while. He was going to come back. And that's prophetic as well of in the end time. He's going to show up again, but this time in the world stage with his man, possessing yeah. his man. Right? Yeah. No, that's, ahead, that's, a tremendous, that's a tremendous correlation that, that you're making. How Satan yes. came to Jesus with the three temptations, right? And what he could not do with him, the same thing will play itself out in the end. Except this yes. time, he's going to find a man that, you know, will he will be able to possess the man that we call the Antichrist, right? And uh, right. It, it's just amazing because, you know, how, how Jesus 
just took him to the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. Right. And and yeah. and but we're gonna see all of it. That's prophecy, right? In many ways, yeah. right? It's something that that's gonna play out itself again, except this time there is a man that Satan will possess that will accept the offer that will be made to him, right? <laughs> and uh, and and really, that's powerful. In these verses in chapter thirteen of Revelation, you you really see the three temptations. That 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 he made to Jesus. You see him within these verses, and we're seeing it now at the end of time. And, and uh, that's a very powerful uh, correlation we're making today. Praise God. Amen. And yeah, and so so we see here that the Lord identified Satan. He called Amen. him Satan. And, and this is so beautiful for us because we have to know what we're up against and we have to know who's on our side. Jesus Christ, the living word, has already overcome. Right? To him who overcomes, right? <laughs> in him, we're not going to have the strength in ourselves. He knows it, but we will in him. Yes. Yes. Powerful. This split foot that we used to serve, right? Who did us wrong. We serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We serve him who first loved us. And his name is Jesus. And he's coming back again. Yes, he is. Are you ready? This is exciting times, <laughs> exciting right. times, you know, this is exciting, you know, this is, this is cutting edge, you know, this is uh, life on the edge, man. This is what Christianity is all about. It's exciting. Win the lost at any cost. Don't let the devil take your children. Don't let the devil take your husband. Don't let the devil take your wife. Don't let the devil take your family. You claim them in the name of Jesus through his, yes. through his word, which is a, a, a quick and powerful. Yes. You stand upon his word. Yes. This is the patience of the saints. Amen. You know, um, how do we, the believer might say, you know, how do we, you know, what's, how do we prepare ourselves in this hour? Because you will face this. You know, Jude would tell us, he would tell the brother, Jude, the very, the, the, you know, the book before Revelation, he would tell the people of God, he said, Beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost. Right. You know, and he says, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until his coming. That's just what he's saying. So, you know, right now, that's why it's so important to build <laughs> yes. yourself up, you know. And that, and that's, remember, uh, Hebrews talks about that Jesus, the Son of God, had to, he had, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, right? And, and within this trial. It, 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 that, that temptation propelled him to preach. Hallelujah. He yeah. came out preaching out of that. 
repent for the kingdom of God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Right? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't like, man, I just had a, whew, I just had a 12-round battle with the devil. I don't want to go on, man. He beat, no, he came out full of the spirit with more reason to preach. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and, and that's what's going to happen to the believe to the believer. Yes. That's what's going to happen. Yes. You know what these trials is going to cause is going to give us a bonus to to preach yes. the gospel of Jesus hallelujah. Christ and tell hallelujah. the nations, hallelujah, and tell the people repent. Yes, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Something will come inside of it. that's the Holy Spirit Himself that lives in us that is going to give us the boldness that we don't have of ourselves. We don't even, some of us yeah. can't even talk to our neighbor, but the, man, you get a hold of God in this hour, it's going to make you bold in this hour. And if they put yeah. you in prison, they don't make you bold in prison. Uh, whatever it is, God, that's what God is going to do. He's going to propel us, you know, mm -hmm. not, you know, yes, we're going to be, yes, there's going to be trials, but you know, look what, like you said, look at how Jesus came out of it. <laughs> Full of the word. Now, 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 check that out, right? Because it says when he came out of the wilderness, it says scripture tells us there that John was in prison. Yes. But it gave way to somebody much more powerful. <laughs> to the one. <laughs> to the one. Hallelujah. Yes. He's he's the preacher, right? Jesus. Yes. Amen. Am I? That's encouraging. <laughs> Praise God. You know, well, let's, prophecy uh, let's is being let's, uh, Yeah, let's close this podcast. Go ahead, uh, Pastor. Give your closing comments there. Man, you know, uh, all of this is we're seeing what a cycle. You know, we, we see what took place in, in the Exodus, right? The people of God, they didn't just come out of Egypt. And going to the promised land, there was a wilderness in between. The same way Jesus, right, um, went through a wilderness, right? And and so it's a necessary part, component of all this. But in it is where God tries the heart. In it is where he will see if he truly loves him. Yes. Keeping his word in this hour. And that's what we want to encourage you. It's not to you to think just, oh, man, we're going to go and do these trials. And No, no, there's a purpose in it. There is a beauty in it that God is doing something in this hour. Prophecy is being fulfilled. The stories that we see are, are for our examples, in samples, examples, so that we can study these things and know these things because our Exodus church, you that are listening is right around the corner. This is our earthly. This earth is our earthly Egypt, but we're leaving this place. There's a wilderness that we must encounter, and and God will Amen. do something as He prepared us because He's coming back for us. We're leaving. Amen. But uh, uh, what a tremendous <laughs> a study and, and correlation and, and study these things. You know, listen to this and. I get some of the verses we use, Matthew 4, Mark Mark 1, 1 Corinthians 10, uh, Revelation 13. You know, we'll be able to see these correlations. We really pray that you've been blessed today and that uh, you join us tomorrow as we continue to study the Word of God. We pray that you have been encouraged 
and challenged today, as always. But meanwhile, uh, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And keep looking forward.